0: is is out of the design shop that we had in little rock last week we came out with um a lot of stuff that we wanted to capitalize on um jim zarvis who's who's doing consulting work with us is going to be going to russia for a couple of weeks on monday and so we wanted to have everybody um get updated with with where things are at and, and what we're looking to have happen um while you know starting now like to just to really begin putting the ball in motion i think most people are up to speed with at least the overview of what's happening as far as addressing enrollment and the the conversation of enrollment um in athenor from the trainers from the center managers and anybody who's who's working with us in those areas it's like we,
1: we just got a little something from Jim in Little Rock, you know, the beginning of what he has to offer, and we thought about trying to, like, communicate it in the burn, and we realized that it would be very difficult to do that, and the best thing would be just to, like, hear it from the horse's mouth. So where's the horse? So I'm the horse, huh? <laughs> You're from Texas, aren't you?
2: Yeah, well... We have a distinction between people and horses there. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what we hear.: <laughs> <You go kill. laughs> OK, so good morning. Good morning good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
3: Yeah.
2: What I want to talk about this morning is um, I want to make some distinctions, and I, w- I want to hold this conversation in uh, an area called creation, which is a very different domain than learning. So we might learn some things this morning and it might be something that we do, but uh, I want to begin to uh, have us begin to see that really our uh, role on this planet is in the, is in the role of creation. And um, so we're going to create some distinctions, and I want to uh, open up a possibility of creating some breakthroughs and ultimately you creating you uh, in each moment today, the rest of your life, given your vision or what you're up to see most people i think kind of get to their future they kind of wake up every morning and life handles them and they kind of put the fires out etc um but i want to i want to begin to get on top of the everyday stuff that happens to all of us and begin to create in front of it so that it's not an accident what's occurring in our life so ultimately um The work for me, you know, one of the things that I want to talk about is what we keep calling this stuff called the work. And what I see the work is, is mostly being responsible. Um, And then there's other work that gets done, but ultimately it's in every moment of calling ourselves responsibly. The first thing is, I want to create a distinction between our technology and our enrollment conversation. Because there is, it's very distinct. And we're, I think maybe an analogy would be like, we're, we're kind of like a dentist. And, you know, people don't want to know about what's going on in your mouth. They know it's necessary. Uh, the doc, the, they want the dentist to have the technology. Uh, they don't mind knowing a little bit about it, but ultimately that's never why anybody goes to the dentist. They go to the dentist for the results or the experience or the outcome. So they either got a problem and they're trying to handle it or they're trying, they're trying to be proactive and have good dental health. So there's our technology, and I'm, and I'm not really interested in changing any of that or altering any of our technology. It looks like it works pretty well to me. And, you mean the event? Well, all of our technology, the event, um, the demand, et cetera. What we do, let's say what it is that we do in the training room, that causes breakthroughs we're gonna call our technology.
1: Okay.
2: Um, What I wanna alter, so what I wanna do is create a different public consciousness of us. And I wanna open the door up to enrollment to people that are not finding their way to the event. So I think the first distinction is between our technology and our enrollment conversation. And we are completely responsible for who walks into the room. We have attracted a certain kind of person out of our conversation that would even walk into the room. We have a public consciousness, whether we know it or not. Part of our public conversation comes out of what people compare our trainings to be. So if we do nothing and say nothing, people will already have an idea about who and what we do um, just out of their past experience. So if we said nothing, we're actually responsible for the conversation that people walk in. Because they'll go, oh, it's like this, or this is therapy, or it's not this, or whatever they make up. So one of the ways I want to look at responsibility is what we're allowing to happen around us versus what we're actually directly causing And so I want to get proactive about it, and get a head up so that we're in a proactive causing versus just an, an allowing for. Um, so we spent a lot of time the last two or three days really looking at what makes us distinct. I think everybody would say and everybody did say that there's something different about us. And we were trying to get a handle on what that something different is. And um, what resonated for the people that were uh, there this weekend and I would hope that would resonate for all of us is something like we're all reconnected back to our essential self or our sens- or what it is to be a human being or before all of the, um, you know before we experience life essentially. So what happens for people in the event and frankly all of our work, all of our trainings is that people get back to who they've always been or who they used to be or or they reconnected to their soul or whatever that is. Does does that resonate for everybody on the phone? Mm -hmm. Jim, can I interject? Yes.
1: We spent three hours at the design time at Terry and Rick's just kind of wade ourselves through the mud of what it is we really do And we were, people were saying things in the room and, and someone would say, well, that's not exactly right. And it really kind of became a head conversation, you know, well, maybe it's this and maybe it's that. Then we broke for dinner at five and we came back and we just, it just kind of came from nowhere that what we got is that we reconnect people back to something that, that is before all their conditioning, before all their mechanicality that that's essentially what happens for people in the event. It happens in camp. It happens in the support groups. And, and when we did that, when that happened in the space of the design time, it was like everything shifted in the room. It was like all the tension, all the discussion, all the intellectualization, all the maybe it's this went away, and it was like we were almost like in a sacred space together. It was like we, that was it and everybody in the room, there were maybe 18 people in the room, agreed that what we do in Athenor is reconnect people back to something that, um, and we haven't like defined it exactly. Like we haven't defined it like exactly what it is in a way that people can hear it. You know, we can't, we can't say that we reconnect people back to, you know, what, it, what, what people in tribal cultures do when they're walking around half naked with war paint on their faces i mean you know people are not this is not going to sell so we will language it exactly but essentially that's what we do we reconnect people up to something archetypal um something that's prior to the mind etc etc
0: or just or just we reconnect people back to their clarity we you know what what area would you like to to reconnect to your clarity in, in your life just, just so one thing I
2: would, that's, that's, I would suggest that we could do today uh, when we get off the phone is that everybody um, take out a piece of paper, and over the next day or hour or two days or however long it takes you, it would to come up with a purpose statement for you of what, what, what it is that we do along this we connect people to. And that will help us as an organization because then we can come together and begin to share I think out of that, we'll get clear as an organization about what that is. Because porno wants to hear that from everybody. We want your input.
1: Yeah, but, we can't say we, you know, sure. we, connect pe- we reconnect people up to monkey gods. I mean, this is not going to sell. Right. So we wanna, right.
2: you want to think about what it is. What's the message that you want people to hear consistently? And we talked in the design time about someone like Ford Motor Company quality is job one. There's a lot of things that Ford Motor Company does. There's a lot of products that they sell, but they have a message that's simple and that resonates with who they're going after, which is quality is job number one. And that's really what they're selling. It's quality. Rick
1: Mastrude, I think it was at the design time, came up with Athenor, relationship is job one. You know, so it's it's like what, what? What would you come up with? And we think we think
2: it's going to be something like we reconnect people. Dot dot dot. We don't know what, what it is, but it seems like it's in that area. So um, so the first thing that I think is critical, just if you want to get enrollments up, and that's really what we want to do, if we want to create enrollment then we've got to create a clear message to people at that may be 50 percent of what it is that we need to do to have enrollments move up it's that important it's non-negotiable um it won't happen in any space of unclarity or confusion so you whatever your job is out there whether you're trainer trainer track camper um, you're the center manager or you're an aspiring something
3: <laughs>
2: um, it's to create clarity in your life and the lives around you and then when if you'll if you'll think to when you're clear in your moments of clarity you'll see that you're able to act and so what we want to do is we want I want you to be able to act or able to and when I say act, I mean not, I do not mean react. See, react is a rehash of your past. I mean to act. So that would be a, a space of freedom, of, of, of a kind of a, a clean space. So I want to empower you to act in your life. Be proactive. That's what responsibility really is. It's going to access action on your part. Um, And so I know, or I think I know, that clarity is one of the keys there. And I'm not talking about, even if you like your clarity, it's just, it's a key. If If you're clear that you hate someone, then you're going to be in action about it. If you look at the stock market, The stock market moves when people are clear, when they think they know the direction that it's going. When they're confused, people stay stuck. So as an organization, we have to move from from non-specific and non-clear to completely specific and completely clear.
1: Jim, would you share with people, if you think it's appropriate, what we were talking about in the living room the other night about how... If you're on the phone with someone, conversation ends and they're clear they won't hate you. Remember that?
2: Okay, yeah,
1: let me get to that in a minute. Okay.
2: Um, let's see here. I don't want to say that um let me pause get my thoughts here everybody well, what I'm okay everybody. let me wing it um. In regard to what Porna just said, <laughs> if we're, you know, one of the things I see that we could be about and we could take a stand about in the world would be clarity and voice. Now, voice is already wrapped into the training. Clarity's sort of there. I mean, we have a poster that says, what, uh, Clarity is Power? Yeah. Okay. So it's sort of there, and I think we can do a little bit more with that. But. If we were to take that on as one of our distinctions, one of the kind of our bullets, um, you know, when we start, when we're able to begin to start to distinguish ourselves in in the conversation that we want people to uh, talk about and listen, we're also going to have some what I call bullets. And uh, a bullet are are those kind of um, things that you talk about after you've told them what the purpose is. If we were to take a stand as an organization that one of our bullets is clarity, then we could actually go to a guest evening or a graduation evening or in the training and what, and what, who we could be for people is just to get them clear about anything so that they were able to act. Maybe we never even talked about Athenor, we never talked about the event, or we never talked about any training, but when we showed up in the world with our moms, our dads, our friends, our family, um, guests, potential people, customers, etc that we had a commitment to them that, to bring clarity to whatever we were talking about in the conversation so that they could act and what I was telling Porna is that when you take a stand for someone to, take, to act on their clarity, they never ever get upset with you so in an enrollment conversation when people get stuck get upset with you is that when you were trying to get someone to act and they're not clear, it looks like selling. That's when selling starts happening. When you're going, they're going, well, I don't know, and like this and like that, and you're going, come on, just do it.
3: <laughs>
2: you know, it's, it's kind of like without foreplay. So let's call our foreplay clarity. And you must have foreplay. Uh, otherwise, it gets uh, a pretty intrusive. But I've never had anybody angry at me or upset with me when I asked them to take action on what they were clear about, never. I've never seen it. I've had plenty of people upset with me when I was trying to get them to take action on what I was clear about. (laughs) And that's a very big distinction. It's what I'm clear about. So really our job is to create clarity over there in them. And of course that starts with us being clear. But really, us being clear is not enough. It's to create it over there, and that's how we know we're clear, and we can have other people around us clear. A clear about you know, what it is that we have as an offer, what makes us different, and clear about what they're up to, the direction. So I could, I could imagine, you know, we're in a uh, graduation evening, and people are standing up sharing, and they're just, we just get them clear, and ask them to you know, take action on that, whatever it was. I now see I'm going to college, great, fantastic. Or, or people, we're enrolling people in the event, and they're saying I'm clear about going to college, great. It wouldn't be about the event. So that we can begin to see how the event matches up with people. And I think the event for me matches up with people uh, to facilitate their commitment like the event is there to facilitate someone's clarity not to get them clear it's there as a partner in what they're clear about so um i want to i want to have a breakthrough great we we have a mechanism to facilitate that
1: um, and jim i'd like to interject that the you know i was sharing with Steve, I think this morning how scared I am about some of the changes that are happening. Not like I'm scared and I'm not going to move forward, but just my own fear about it. And my fear is around that will, you know, create, um, you know, a lot of enrollments, which is pretty clear, and create a big organization, but we'll lose that connection. And so the thing that's important to me is um, um, is exactly what you, is that we create all this for people from the basic mission, which is reconnection <clears throat> to that which is there um, before, you know, all the mind's jazz. That everything that we do, even, you know, is based on that founding premise. Because people can have a lot of clarity, and it can come out of neurosis. It can come out of total neurosis. It can come out of psychosis. Correct. So the the most important thing for me in this, that everything that we're going to create based on what you're going to input to us and give to us and catalyze in us all come out of this reconnection, which is what I call the work. So I just wanted to voice that. Yeah, that's a good distinction. Can everybody hear that?
3: Mm
1: -hmm. At that, you know, the last question in the design time, which we never got to. Actually, we never probably got to the third question. But um, was how can we, as senior people in Athenor, maintain the integrity of this work as we grow? What practices can we do? And that's not a discussion for now. But I just want to say that that's, you know, I don't want to undermine anything you're saying. Does it sound that way, Jim? No, no. I just want to put that out as part of this conversation that, you know, the concerns that you're addressing in Athenor are concerns that I've been trying to address for five years and don't have the skill to do so that now that you're addressing them and getting the job done, this is the concern that I'm going to address is is to sustain the, the essence of what we have as a community, and in terms of offering that to people
2: right and i would offer to all of us that community and connection has nothing to do with size it has everything to do with where you stand yeah so if you get that you are that that the world is is a big community and and that we work backwards about revealing that to people and revealing that to ourselves or that we live in an interrelated world, and it already is. I already am in relationship with the world. Now I'm just left with how do I have that be manifested? Then we can play a bigger game.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you about that, and the distinction that I'm making is is different than that. Right. And I agree with what you're saying.
2: Good, great. So everything comes down to this reconnection purpose. Yes, Everything.
1: everything comes down of that is
2: or sustaining stems out of it. that
1: and the more we own what we've gotten and are clear about it and stand for it the pure this what we're doing can stay mm-hmm.
2: So then the second tier what i'm saying like a bullet would be one of them would be like clarity mm-hmm. or another bullet might be responsibility but that all comes out of this reconnection yes okay Um, it's not an accident who walks in the door and who is sitting uh, in the circle to the event we're totally creating the kind of person that's sitting there and we're totally creating the kind of person that's not sitting there so um one of the things that i notice is that we're we have been steeped in into kind of a conversation about pain and suffering uh etc and that's not a very attractive and the key word is attract people it's not a very attractive conversation it may be true but we like it. <laughs> it may be accurate, but it's not attractive. So there's a distinction between attracting something and being right about something. And what we want to do is we want to become attractive in the marketplace and not sell out on what we do. Right. Right. Those are very two different things. We want to be attractive in the marketplace. And and not sell out on on the magic that we bring, but we don't need to sell how we do the trick. We just need to have it be magical looking. So we know what we do. They don't need to know what we do. They just need to get what they get. And if and if they'll become a student of the work, they'll figure it
1: out. Can you talk more about this? I'm not clear on it, Jim. Okay.
0: Um, this is this is the distinction about. Between mean our technology and our our enrollment conversation, right?
2: We go to a magic show and we're we're entertained, we're excited, we're, they sell entertainment. They don't need to tell us how they do the magic. That's that's the magician's technology. And we've got to start teaching people. See, one of the things we're trying to do is sell our technology. And that's why we have so many questions about it.
4: Can I say
2: something? This is Graciela. Oh, Hi, Graciela. I can barely hear Graciela.
4: Okay, let's
2: go. Uh, go ahead, Graciela.
4: Okay, I'm going to come close. I was far Thank away you. from the phone. What happens for me is that people inevitably, inevitably want to know what happens in the room. And...
2: Right, so let me address that's, that.
4: That's the trick. That. I, I want to tell them what goes on in the room.
2: Yeah, if That's right. what
4: they need. That is that's what they're asking. Otherwise, you get this feeling of they're keeping something from me.
2: Right. Okay. So can you hear that? This really is about you. So you've already made the decision that they need to know this.
5: Well, they asked.
2: Well, yeah, they asked.
5: No Don't confront Graciela on this call. What?
2: Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> People, <laughs> Go ahead. people, you're going to speak. Okay, so here's another distinction. Okay. That's the other thing I want to handle on this call. We're responsible for the conversation, 100%. We're responsible for people's questions. We're responsible for what people hear. We're 100% responsible for what gets talked about between us. And how we can be proactive about that is, is in our listening. So we're only going to listen for what we want to talk about. So if we're listening for, uh, for example, if we're listening for, or we are listening for money and time issues, then when they come up, we're going to pounce on them like, uh, lioness on our meal but see if a uh, porn was talking about a lioness out there a lioness scans everything and then really acts on only thing that's important but we're going to hear everything but we're only going to open our mouth in relationship to what we want to talk about and, and i'm not saying we ignore people don't hear it that way. You've got to try this out a different way so you can kind of get a feel for what I'm talking about. But if we're clear that this work is about reconnection and people want to know what it's about, then we say, well, it's about reconnection. And if people want to know what that's about, we say, well, it's about reconnecting up to your essence, et cetera, et cetera. And then they say, well, what happens in the room? What are you doing there? And you say, well, we reconnect people back to where they are. Well, how do you get that done? <laughs> And just say, what's really your question here? Is your question, is this going to get done? Yeah, that's kind of it. I promise you that's going to get done. See, imagine yourself reconnected up in a way before the condition, or whatever it is. So I'm not addressing their bullshit. Because it's bullshit. I'm not going to get bogged down in... um, their their scarcity and their
1: fear and Jim you could give them a little information couldn't you like well Friday night there's an introduction and it's above seven to ten yeah
2: but that's never what people want to know until I get them clear about what's in it for them then I handle the mechanics okay so we're we're trying to sell the mechanics but once you get clear with people about what's going to happen for them you know, if I'm telling you we're going to Hawaii and we're going to be on that beach and we're going to lay down in that sand and uh, rub suntan oil all over us and there's going to be people serving us pina coladas or wheatgrass, whatever you guys are into. Wheat. <laughs> Wheat grass. Wheatgrass. Wheatgrass. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then we're going into the disco at night and it's going to be hot and pulsing and we're going to be in there. We're just going to let loose.
1: Meditate on the beach, Jim. Yeah, meditate on the loose, whatever,
2: all mm-hmm. in meditation, I guess. Um, then, you know, people don't need to know. They're not going to be after the mechanics. They're not going to go, God, what airline are we going on? <laughs> they're like, got it. And then you're going to go, okay, so we need to talk about the airline. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, it's as though we're trying to say, hey, let's talk about Hawaii. We're going over on a TWA, and they've got wide-body seats, and they're, you know, they're going to serve as food that, upsets our stomachs, and, but that's how we're going to get there. <laughs> so my point is, we're always creating what we're speaking into. Yes, people, see, people come in resistance. That's the conditioning of human being. Distrust, that's conditioning, not who they are, but distrust, resistance. So when people walk into a room or they walk into our lives they're already conditioned to uh, be that cynical distrusting prove it to me uh, don't sell me self and we're either going to be proactive about that or we're going to get hooked into it and you cannot prove what we do it's unprovable the only thing that's going to happen is if people experience it or not so we got to keep standing on what the what the hawaii beach looks like for them and all the other stuff's just not important i mean it's just it's something that needs to get handled but at the end of a conversation not up front so if someone's firing those questions at you you can clearly get that you have not created enough value and just stop the conversation does this make sense Graciela?
5: Um
2: or do you not like what i'm saying? Oh, i, I don't.
4: I don't quite get on it. I still don't I don't understand.
2: Okay, what part do you understand?
4: Well, I guess maybe what i don't understand is the technique of how to do that. What part to,
2: do you understand? Pardon? What part do you understand?
4: I I understood when you said, "Well, do you really mean that are you afraid that we won't create that for you?" say that again? When you said, well, if the person wants to know how do you do it, you say what it is, are you really afraid that we're not going to do that for you, that that's not going to happen for you? I've got that maybe that you speak to something even further down than, like deeper than the, um, their concern that they're voicing.
2: Okay. What I just said? No. Oh. Um, I never addressed their concerns.
4: Yeah, that's what I meant.
2: So you're you're taking what I'm saying and you're trying to turn it into how do I really address their concerns anyway? Can you hear that? Yes. Okay. I don't care about their concerns. They're not real and I'm not going to make them real. Now that's kind of arrogant, huh?
1: I like it. I <laughs> It could sound arrogant.
6: depending on what part is listening.
2: <laughs> but see, right. you have it like their concerns are real. They're not. Okay. They're just a conversation they're having.
4: Okay.
2: Just like what you're saying isn't real either. It's a conversation you're having with them. What we want to do is make real what what it is that we want to make real.
7: So are we making real the possibility that they're going to come and get what they need, even if they don't know what that is?
2: Well, this whole thing called need is another thing we need to get out of there. Or are you going
1: to have a whole room of needy people?
7: When you said-
1: Karen, one second. Dirk and Mona? Yeah? Stay on the line. Okay. Good. Excuse me.
6: I have a question.
1: Uh-huh.
6: So, so much of our focus is on healing.
1: Oh, 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 hold on, Vicki, just for one minute. Yeah. C- Jim, will you address, will you continue to address what Karen said to you? Um, Karen said need.
6: Are we making real the possibility of them getting what they need?
2: Yeah. No. We're going to make real what it is that we want to make real. Now, if that's what we decide that we want to make real, then that's exactly what we were talking about. We, but we don't want to make uh, need real. We want to make reconnection real. Okay.
7: The question, that, the last question that you got to with Rosiello was, are you afraid? No. Well, it was about... Um, Is there concern that they're not going to get what they they are coming for or something like that? What was it?
2: Well, Graciela is trying to make their concern, she hears their concerns as real and she's trying to make it okay and address them because, you know, that's the, the right thing to do. I mean, it's not fair just to ignore people and rip them off and not tell them, like, the real stuff.
7: There was a question that you came up with out of the conversation, asking them, and I can't remember what it was.
1: Well, let me make a distinction here because Jim said something which I think is crucial, which is if people are asking a lot of na-na-na-na-na questions, he said, we're not creating enough value for them in the conversation. For me, when I do an enrollment call, 98% of the time, there's a lot of value created or the person on the other end of the phone and I get fed by that in some way. And I know Graciela, you do that all the time. So, I if Jim, I don't know if you agree with exactly. me, but I think the key is if we're creating value and clarity for people when we're working with them in this process of enrollment, if that's being created, then they'll decide to come or not to come, but it won't be murky. It won't be and the trainings will be full if we're creating value you know in in, in a certain domain do you agree with that Jim totally
2: i know you know when someone's enrolled and you st- and then you start talking about the, the stuff that's fine but we're addressing the stuff way too early in the conversation and if that happens to you you got to stop it and get clear that you haven't gotten your job done, which is create value for them. And now
1: the, the conversation is gonna start being about the stuff. It took us three hours in the design time to get our bodies to light up. But when our bodies lit up and we got this piece about reconnection, everybody was enrolled in the room. You know, as some, as be, you know, in terms of being enrollment, you know, can we light somebody up in 15 minutes? And, and literally, they become reconnected on the phone. There you go. They're reconnected on the phone. They literally experience, you know, we make the teaching available. And, and, and they feel that. And that, Do you agree? Absolutely.
5: Right. That's yeah, I,
8: I, I just wanted to say to Simon, that, you know, we haven't had, in the last two in-homes we've done, they've been kind of small, but we haven't had any of those questions at all because people just
2: like felt good about being there it's because it's not a concern for you right it's not why you were there you're not listening for it even if it was said you didn't hear it right you didn't hear it as important
8: yeah I think that's probably true
7: Jim, can you tell us where we're trying to take I'm unclear about where we're trying to take them instead Well, that's
2: another selling conversation. We're not taking them anywhere. We got to get off of our processing mentality. That's a processing mentality. That's a control and domination mentality. We're building value for people. They take themselves. We create a a window for people. They, They walk through it or jump out of it. Okay,
7: can you give us another example of the conversation?
2: Well, my beach conversation to Hawaii, right? Am I trying to take you to Hawaii? Yes. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Someone's going with me. I'm going to Hawaii. (laughs) You'll be there or not, but someone's going to be there. Okay. Taking you would be trying to talk to you about TWA. Okay. So we want to paint the picture of them on the other side of the training. We want them to taste who and what and how it would be for them on, um, you know, Monday through a year
1: after the training. You know, there's that piece that Werner wrote where he says enrollment is about finding or this isn't exact, but it's about finding people who are already in. So we reconnect people to something, right? Exactly. So we can assume... That everybody's already in, because everybody, you know, every human being has an an intrinsic desire to get reconnected back. So it's like our audience is everybody, and it's a question of can we create reconnection on the phone? It could be everybody. Let me say that. Yeah, it could be everybody. We wanted it to be. Uh, It could be that everyone wanted, but essentially, you know, Werner was saying enrollment is about. Is about, is about helping people, is about, I don't know what he said, but something about... And allowing
2: people to go where they already want
1: to go. Yeah. Right. That's it. Who doesn't want to go back to reconnection? Charles Manson, maybe. You know. Uh, and if they don't, they don't. Paul Simon. <laughs>
3: this goes,
1: this goes
8: back Simon. to the, Which, which Simon? <laughs> Simon. Simon.
6: <laughs> this goes back to the idea that we have to get away from the idea that we're enrolling people into the event, and yet ba- basically getting to the point that we're just enrolling people and doing what they want to do, having what they want to have, getting to where they want to go. Not
2: exactly, okay. but closer. Okay. You're, on the r- you're headed down the right path. Okay. So if someone wants to go out and kill six people, I'm, uh, it's not okay with me. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we have a possibility for where they want to go. We're going to paint that picture and okay. I'll then allow people to go
1: where they want to go. Do you, do you hear the difference? Uh-huh. Hey, so, Jim? Yes? We have about 15 minutes, or we have 15 minutes. Um, would you be will? can we, you've given us some food to sit with. What do you think about the idea of just making some broader brush strokes and just kind of communicating to people kind of a vision of what you see and in terms of, you know, just like, like I've got, you know, I have a sense of who you are and, and what kind of contribution you can make and, and what this, you know, rather than dealing with the, the, just the details of enrollment, would would people like that?
6: Yeah, I would. Mm
1: -hmm. Other people? Yeah. 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 What?
2: Yeah. Okay. I just don't understand what you're asking. People want it. To Hawaii? Yeah. Could you do that for me so I know where we're headed? I'm not clear what... You're asking. Um, what do I see uh, in regard to the
1: no, that's people not in the it.
2: world? Or where do I see Athenor's headed? Or who, no, what do I see
3: No, it's
1: like. Loud and clear. And I think the people at the design time got it. Thomas got it, loud and clear. I want everyone to get it who's on this phone. Okay. And I don't know that we'll get it just by you coaching us on enrollment. Does that, does that make any more sense?
2: Maybe. So just, if, I, if, if I'm not doing that, just interrupt it, okay? Sure. Um, so I, my commitment is, it's really much bigger than Athenor. I, I wanted see. I, I have a philosophy, and that is that um, that we're here on this planet to create ourselves every moment. Um, and what and what I mean is create ourselves how we want to be into eternity. So for me, relationships means that I have an opportunity to create myself every moment in that relationship or stretch myself or design myself in that moment to be who I want to be into eternity. So, there's lots of things in the world. There's all kinds of trainings. There's people that save the whales. There's people that eat meat. There's vegetarians. There's, everything is out there. And for me, there's no, none of it that's the best or the worst or anything. It's all neutral. But what I want to offer this organization is, is maybe an opportunity to be with people so their lives are different um, and we have something unique and that is we have some technology that uh, allows people to transform themselves permanently not just an in insight which is pretty good stuff too but a permanent altering of someone now we're, we're going to choose to call that stuff reconnection work Or reconnecting to one's essence or something like that but we you know you're we're all going to die and it's not ultimately going to make any difference what we did and maybe it will but we can't stop the process of all of us ending up in a pine box so what I get to choose is how do I create myself in this world and I get to choose the how I experience myself and so I don't like hanging out with – I don't like creating people in my mind as broken or in pain. I'm not saying that, they're, that they are broken or not, and I'm not saying that they have pain or they don't. But I don't want to speak into that. That's just not how I want to live my life. So I want to open up for us a, a different relationship on this planet, which happens to be a lot about enrollment just so happens to work in the domain of enrollment. But forget or Forget you ever worked here. Any job, any relationship you're in, your mouth's going to be opening up and you're going to have a listening. And if you want to be free, you got to listen for the stuff that, that sets you free. Um, and then there's, quote, the job that we do. And that's different. Everybody's got a job, whether you're teacher or work trainers or we're um, we play hockey, it doesn't matter it doesn't really matter what you do, it matters what you create out of what you do
1: is that what you mean Porna? yeah just keep talking, I want people to get to know you <coughs> um,
2: so I think we're all you know we live our life based on our commitments and we can choose what we're going to be organized around so if i have a commitment to fix the world then i'm going to be organized around a whole set of questions to offer that possibility up to me i'm looking for things that need fixing and my whole life's going to be about creating people that need fixing and that means all the conversations i have with people at some level i'm listening to what's broken so that i can so that i can be that possibility for them that's okay. But, we, but just get clear consciously about what you're creating. There's a very, you're a very different person. You know, Mother Teresa is not trying to wipe out anything. She's trying to, you know, as long as she's on this planet, which we, we hope is a little longer, but if you're looking at the news, she's, she's trying to create dignity and dying. She's taking a stand for dignity and dying. She's not trying to stop dying. She's not even trying to... She's, she has no resistance to what's going on around her. She's choosing the experience. That's why she's love. Because the way she's got it in her mind is that she's creating something. And it'd be fine with her if there was no more dying people. Because she's not against dying, so to speak, or whatever. So when you take a stand for something, it's not out of a position... You know, position is against something, and then we take a stand for our position. You're always going to create the position in the world. And the way we have enrollment is we keep creating a position out there. And the position is that there's something wrong. Something's not quite right. People are suffering. And so we keep creating that conversation. That's what we get up every morning, we're going to have two or three conversations with people in pain and suffering. That's not an accident. And I'm not saying that people aren't in pain and suffering. I'm saying we could choose a different commitment and deliver the same goods. And it would create something different in them. And us. Yeah. And mostly us and them first. Very different experience,
1: same result. Well, the result would be different because in the conversation you're speaking about, enrollment would take place. Enrollment would take place, right. But then what we experience in ethanol, which is a lot of struggle and manipulation around it. I I saw,
8: this is Simon, I saw a great bumper sticker that kind of speaks to this a little bit, which was stamp out quicksand. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we do a lot of stamping, stamping out quicksand, and people obviously can figure out the more you stamp, the deeper it gets.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we could be like, Welcome to Quicksand. Fall in
0: love with it. Right. I think a big part of what's happened in our enrollment conversation in the past is that we've confirmed people's fears that they're that they're broken.
2: That's it. We make things real and we're always making things real. Now the question is what is it we're gonna make real? The beach or the pain? The sunburn?
5: So we can, like, make real their passion rather than their pain.
2: Absolutely. And I'm you know, not we're saying that there is no pain. I'm saying we make real what we want to make real. That's what you do
1: in a relationship anyway. Jim, I want to share with people the experience I had in the room in Little Rock when you were coaching me over the weekend in the training. Which was pretty, bru- pretty brutal on your part. You had a lot of courage, you know, but go ahead. What was br- You were brutal? I thought so. It's a kind of brutal process. Hey, listen, if that was brutal, nobody has any fear about being in relationship with Jim. <laughs> you were very gentle. But anyway, uh, you know, I did this thing where I just asked people. I had this conversation in the circle, 45 people in the circle, which was talk about the people who enrolled you in this training, how you got here. And it was it was magic in the room. People were just talking about... How they got there and, you know, how long it took them to get there and what friend enrolled them and what the process was like and what their experience of the center manager's was. And it was a very empowered conversation. People weren't sitting there going, you know, we've got work to do in this training. I came here to get healed. I don't want to talk about this. Like it was bright in the room. And people loved it. And I don't know if people have heard, but there were 65 people at the follow-up evening in Little Rock. And um, I think just out of the few, I think, I think Terry and Rose and the Little Rock team created that before the training ever happened. And I think also it was also we piggybacked on that in the training um, by just giving people the opportunity um, to not be broken and just kind of contribute. It was nice. I'm just not sure what I'm going to do with my life if there's nobody left to rescue. (laughs) Well, you can be doing the work,
2: but be holding it in a different context. I'm not trying to rescue anybody, but I love the work that I do. So it would be okay with me if I didn't have a job tomorrow. I'd invent some other possibility. I think it'd be okay with the fire department if they didn't have a job tomorrow. If they really got in touch or reconnected with why they were there. I think it'd be okay with the policeman not to have a job tomorrow. If he or she got connected to why they were there. It would be okay for a teacher not to have anything to teach if they got connected to their purpose in the world. Then we could be up to some, you know, some new breakdown. Some bigger possibility. Can we be okay with, you know, not <laughs> healing people or, or people not having pain? Like, it's a core question to ask yourself. Then, if you can answer yes to it, then be done with it. Like, it's over. And then you become an invitation to something else. Right. You can be done with your pain and the pain in the world like done with it, like Mother Teresa is done with it.
1: Not an issue for her. Doesn't care. You know, Jim, you made a very interesting distinction on one of the breaks in the training, and it was something like some people come to Athenor to be healed, and their whole conversation in camp is, I got to get healed, I got to get healed, I got to get healed, I got to get healed. And you said other people come, and they know they have healing work to do. You know, they know that there's healing that needs to take place and changes, transformation that needs to take place, and they need to get clearer, and walls need to come down. But that's not the conversation that's constantly going on with them. The conversation that's going on is contribution. Exactly. So maybe what we're doing is making that distinction now in Athenor. Yeah, we are here for transformation we are here to grow we are here to transcend and you know we don't need to neurotically fixate on that 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 will happen in the process of the work we're doing naturally absolutely like, like needing to be healed is no longer a problem
2: yeah so let's take one that's not a distinction maybe it's real easy can, can everybody hear that it's likely that the, that someone's going to forgive someone in their life if they do the training
6: Did you say that again, Mm Jim?
2: Do you see that it's kind of likely that someone is going to forgive someone in their life out of doing the event? Yes. Okay. Well, we could make that the purpose of the event, but it's not. You know, we couldn't say, God, we're all here about forgiving people. Because it's not really what makes us different, what's true and real for us, like connection. It's what happens for people.
6: Is the content.
2: Right. It's an outcome.
6: Right.
2: It could also be our purpose. I just don't think it's at the core of what we're up to and who we are. I think the core of what we're up to and where we are, where people can get passionate about, it's a little hard to get passionate about forgiveness. (laughs) Um, it's, It's very empowering while you're forgiving someone, but boy, did you know, just to like. Hey, world, come on come on down. You get to forgive people.
3: No. Right.
2: I don't think so. <laughs> hey, world, come on down. You get to trust people. Wouldn't it be great to trust people? And they're like, no. <laughs> I don't think so. That'd be stupid. <laughs> but, hey, world, come on down. Let's reconnect. Let's get back to the essence of why you're on this planet, who you are. Huh. talk some more about that. That rings for me. I don't have to be wrong about anything.
1: Anyway.
6: Great analogy.
1: Good. So um, I'm not sure when the call is going to be complete. I'm kind of looking for an opening. So can we just kind of say the call is complete? Uh-huh. Well, I would like to hear... Anybody that's got a,
2: an action, a committed action out of this conversation?
1: Good.
6: I have a committed action, and that is that I'm going to be enrolling the next training in the next three weeks here in Springfield, and I'm going to come from a different place with it. Okay. I'm, going to, uh, I'm going to have fun with it.
2: Okay. I'm now, wait. To... You hear how vague you are.
6: Okay. Yes, I do.
2: Okay. It won't I work. Don't. Okay. So what is your commitment? Hello.
6: My commitment is to not come from a place. No, nope.
2: resistance. Okay. You'll create it right there. I stopped you before you brought it into the universe. Thanks. Not come <laughs> <Thanks. laughs> well, from did I walk into something, didn't I? <laughs> um, Let's go to someone else. Sit on it for a minute. Okay. Who else? What specific future are you committed to? What specific <coughs> action?
1: I'm committed to only rescuing ten
2: nope. people a day. Only. Only. <laughs> only. No, nope, it won't work. Somebody else resistance I'm (laughs)
0: I'm committed to listen for the value in enrollment for people
2: fantastic that will work and it will work in your relationships it will work with uh, everybody you're around it will work at the the mall it will work on the telephone and it will work in regard to yourself who else I'm committed to I'm committed to sit down yeah. for a couple of hours and write um, what it is the event is for me. Okay, great.
5: I'm committed to bringing passion Hello. to the conversation.
1: L- louder, please. Yes.
5: I'm committed to bringing passion to the conversation.
2: And what are you passionate about? I'm right.
5: passionate about uh, life.
2: And what is life specifically? Well,
5: li- life right now just is everything. That's all Relationships
2: vague that's a poster <laughs> won't mean anything to anybody it's a concept you're close though you're on the right path just get it specific okay. who else
7: I'm committed to changing my conversation about enrollment
2: um, okay so what's your new conversation about enrollment
7: I don't know yet that's what I was asking you earlier okay so not to
2: change something That's again that's resistance to create something
7: you don't have to change
2: anything. anything. People hate changing. So you don't have to change anything. Maybe change something, but create something from new. <clears throat> Do you hear the difference?
3: Yes.
2: Yeah. So you you know when people change they have to make the way that it was wrong. The way you have it's fine, but now you can create something new. Okay. Okay, who else?
6: I've got my commitment, I
2: think. Uh-huh. Too.
6: My commitment is to embrace the idea that life itself is a process and that, and that I don't have to process
2: it. I don't have to. You just brought it into the universe. Of okay. will work. Okay. Get more specific. Bigger. Who okay.
5: else? Okay. I'm going to try this. It's Karen. I'm committed to come from a place um, during enrollment that,
2: that Enrollment's not a thing. It's always ongoing. You've got it like a thing. Mm-hmm. There's no during enrollment.
5: Okay, so this is during life, correct? Yeah. Sam, okay, I'm committed to come from a place that everybody has what they need. We just need to reconnect with it.
2: Need to? Oh,
5: <laughs> that's right. We wish to connect with it. I'll be done. Close. Clarity.
2: Close. You're not clear passionate yet because it's, it's not real yet.
5: Well, what I got was that, I got a lot from the
2: conversation, was
5: that, um... Uh, don't
2: defend it. I'm okay. just saying, it's not living for you yet. Mm-hmm. You're close. Keep working on it. How about, how about if she said... Uh-uh, it's, it's
1: personal. <laughs> hey, I got my 10-person quota, Jim. <laughs> Karen, you can call me later. We can talk about this. Yeah, I think we'd love to do that. No, Germany. Where you? Where's Germany? He needs any rescuing after this conversation. You know exactly who to call.
5: Listen, it was a risk to even open my mouth. Well,
2: that's the great thing about context.
5: Uh-huh.
2: When you get it clear, you, you, get, you, know, you get the good stuff. Okay. Uh, how about Germany? Where are you out there?
8: Here you here. And I'm committed to speaking about the integrity
2: of our work. And what is that for you? That for me is uh, living what we are talking. A little vague. Do you hear it vague? Yeah. Okay. Work on the specific. And by the way, people, when you get specific, you, you might feel like, God, that's awfully limiting. Just stay with it. You'll find other ways to expand. Anybody else?
3: Yes. I, this is Luke. I, I'm committed to speaking clearly and being a stand for clarity in, with other people.
2: Okay, great. Now, Luke, personally, uh, I don't mean accurately. Clearly does not mean accurately for you.
3: I'm, I'm
2: not sure. Clearly means passionately for you. So don't hone this down to some robotic state. Got it. Okay?
1: Got it. I'm committed to being... Great.
3: <laughs> Stop there.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead, Pointer. Well, that's it. I'm committed to being um, in regard to. I'm committed to being in regard to the in in regard to other people's um, response to the to that which will occur the result of your input in Athenor. What? 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 Say <laughs> <laughs> <Try> it again. <laughs> I'm committed to being and as distinct from rescuing in regard to other people's response to your influence in Athenor.
2: Okay. Some of you may have some resistance to me. That's okay.
1: It's not a big deal.
2: I'm not the worst thing that's going to happen to you.
1: <laughs> that already happened a long
2: time right. ago. The worst thing that could happen to you is you not live your dream. So I'll, I'll either be a possibility for you or not. But I want to end the suffering.
5: Okay, I have, a, I have one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm committed to being a listening for that I'm enough and that people are enough.
2: Okay, how about just deciding that you're enough?
5: Well, how about being a listening for listening for when other people speak? That I'm listening for th- that they're already o- enough.
2: Okay, great, got it. Anybody else?
4: I'm committed to meeting people in a space where they feel their okayness and where they can feel their okayness and to support that.
2: A little psychological.
4: Huh? Too psychological? A little bit. Okay.
2: You can, you're, you're a much bigger person in the world than that. That's all. You're just so much bigger than that. See, so you're, you're a creator. You're a leader. And, and of course, that's what you want to do. I mean, absolutely, yeah, but you're just so much bigger than that.
1: But she needs to rest. <laughs>
2: no. I, I, I promise. Rosiel is unleashing her passion. Rest is the, last, is the least thing on her mind. <laughs>
6: I, I have one.
2: Mm-hmm.
6: Getting there. My commitment is to become. <clears throat> my commitment is to become a listening.
2: <clears throat> when are you going to become it? next week my
6: my commitment is to be a listening Mm -hmm. how about I am a
1: listening okay
6: I am a listening for what it is that I'm creating through my conversation and
2: that's what I want to do okay and what about them and to be a listening
6: for what they're creating also.
2: For in what regard?
6: In regard to letting go of suffering.
2: Oh, no. Oh. <laughs>
6: <laughs> well, okay, I'm getting there.
2: <laughs> there is no suffering until you make it real.
6: Okay. I
2: really Even if it's real that. for them. Even if it's real for them, there is no suffering until you make it real. This
5: isn't going to be easy.
2: It? Well, it may not be easy from where we've always been operating.
5: Yeah, because I see we keep going there.
2: But once we have a breakthrough, then it won't be easy to suffer anymore.
5: <laughs> That's because true. I get it, but I
2: just keep going back to the wording of who I am. and It's okay. It's a breakthrough. It's not wordsmithing.
5: Mm.
2: It really, I don't have to like think about this. It's a new habit we're working on. Great. New habit, that's all. Not easy. New habit. Just a new habit.
5: I have one. All right.
2: All right. Okay.
4: Terry. I'm committed to...
1: Louder, Terry.
4: I'm committed to creating an enrollment conversation that allows people to see the power that, that they can get from clarity in their lives. Okay. There.
2: Oh. Take two more, and then I'm going to hang up. I've got one. I'm
5: committed to creating an enrollment conversation that's about reconnecting and passion
2: and being alive.
8: Okay, great. I have one. Which is um, I'm committed to looking for what I, I can contribute in my conversation.
2: Wonderful. Is anybody on this call more unclear than they are clear, just in general? I'm not saying that you're not confused about some things. Is there anybody on the conversation that's more in the domain of unclear than clear? Okay, great. Okay, so I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my day. Great. Uh, thanks for having me on. Thank Jim, you, I'll call Jim. you in
1: about 15 minutes. Okay.
5: Thank great. you, Jim.
2: All right, great Thank to you. meet you, Jim. Bye-bye. You.
5: Bye-bye. Bye. You. Bye. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. See Bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye.
8: Corner, are you still there? Hello? Simon. Hi, Simon. Hi. Hi, Simon. It's, just it's just
5: us in Atlanta and you. What? It's just us in Atlanta and you. No, no. Oh, me.
2: really?
1: No, well, I'm, I'm here. Boulder's here, this is Sylvan. Hi, Sylvan. Sylvan. This is Vicki, <laughs> I'm here too.
5: Simon, Paul, this is, it, Simon, this is Paula.
1: Hi, Paula. Hi, Paula. Are you
5: guys still going to have an in-home at, uh, at your house on next Tuesday, September 3rd?
8: <laughs> it, was that scheduled? They're yeah. Not ne- that's not next Tuesday.
5: No, it's September 3rd.
8: Yeah, I don't see why not. Oh, no, no, we can't do that. We've already had this conversation.
5: No, well, can you check with Gustav? Because I, I had those things printed up and gave them to him before I left. in I Hawaii. Had,
8: I had the... What the up, Atlantis... I'll i call you i call you i call you after this conversation. Are
5: you at home? Hanging yeah. up in
8: Little Rock. Goodbye. Goodbye, Little Rock. Ah, Hanging up in Rock. Barbara- bye, Atlanta.
5: Bye, everyone.
8: Hi, Charles.
5: <laughs> Simon, are you at home?
8: Yeah, let's get off this conference okay, call so off. they can they can shut it off. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>